0: You're listening to the Unreasonable Friday's Podcast Network.
1: Testing, <laughs> testing. Uh, say something, Megan.
0: I'm saying words. Words, words, words. And words Justin? Different
1: and Justin?
2: Uh, stop snitching. Like that, That's really all. Or keep snitching. Or say. snitch epically. Like, don't settle <laughs> for,
1: don't, do no middle ground fence-sitting bullshit. Like, if you're going to snitch, go all you, in. Snitch on right. every American. Snitch on you, all.
0: Snitch all the fucking way, don't fucking half-ass don't it. Don't
1: half-ass it.
0: You snitch it all, or you snitch nothing. You
1: snitch, you snitch information that's commonly known on Wikipedia, and you tell the fucking judge that shit like it's confidential gang information, and you tell like judge like, that yeah. shit confidently.
2: So here's, here's what got me. He said Cardi B was blood affiliated. Cardi B, I've never been blood affiliated. Cardi, your breakout single is Bodak Yellow because you can't say the cuh because you're blood affiliated.
0: <laughs>
1: I thought she said she was in. I thought she said that she was in the Bloods, but she doesn't talk about it because she doesn't want young girls to think they need to do that. Or she did.
2: She- She's affiliated, and she's been affiliated since jump. It's common knowledge. So for her to put on her best white woman of color, I've never been a blood in my life.
1: Well, that's cause that's cause he's singing. Like that's the type of shit where it's like if if if, if someone just asked her on like a regular interview, she'd be like, "Yeah, I, I used to do that." But because this dude's talking to the Fed, you can't say nothing.
0: No, I mean she's like still blood affiliated. <laughs> I know,
1: but that's what I'm saying. You can't confirm nothing anymore. She can't. No one can confirm anything. Like it could be like. The nigga, Aaron, he got podcast network. And if they ask me, I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Go to <laughs> unreasonable com. I would say, I don't know what he's talking about.
0: We're not unreasonablefridays.com
1: or unfpodcast.com. But still, I wouldn't, I would not confirm with anything that dude says, even if it's common knowledge. Even if you could just Google, even if it's perfectly legal.
0: Fantastic. Okay. But what is the moral lesson of the day, Justin?
2: Oh no! The lesson of the day, uh, brought to you by Martha Stewart, who would like to remind all of you that she did her time, and she didn't say shit.
1: They are definitely friends with benefits, by the way. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. I feel like I, I feel like you hear some real blunt shit from Martha Stewart all day. I just I just must be fun to hear her her take on things. So yeah. Oh
0: yeah, I know. Like like her and Snoop are like best friends.
1: Right. There has to be it, something going on.
0: And even if there's not, they're just best friends. Oh, and that's
1: what I mean. Like there has to be. Some, like I just want I just want the, like I mean is I mean nothing romantic. I mean like interesting, just goings on almost every day. Like they're if they're in a group chat. It's just Snoop, a bunch of niggas, and then Martha Stewart, and no one's flinching because it's Martha Stewart. And some people, it's just, it's just not, no one said a word about Martha Stewart's affiliation with Snoop Dogg ever, not once. So some people must know something. Like, it must be, there must be some, like, level of common knowledge about Martha Stewart that we don't know about. We just think it's cute. But nobody says shit.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so.
0: Okay, this is all valid.
1: Right. So it's like, some people know some some shit's going down. I don't know what it is. I don't know who Martha she has got- on the street i don't know who martha has on the street i don't know what she's involved in but i'm not gonna say nothing either except i respect martha stewart for doing her time serving her serving her debt to society and not saying shit also cause she ain't no snitch
0: listen she's not a snitch and she bakes them all the goods for when they've got the munchies
1: <laughs> baking air quotes <laughs> let's get to air quotes sure no, but anyway. seriously, they don't kill me, Martha Stewart. It's fine. I'm not. Yeah, no, no, this don't is a kill pro, me. Yeah, it's it's we're a, pro Martha Stewart. Pro don't kill us. Stewart podcast. Don't kill us. It's fine. We're no, don't kill us. It's fine. No, no, we're, we're not. We're, we're non-threats. We fully support. No,
0: we're we're just some Negroes. Don't don't be mad.
1: Right, and we support you. And for everyone else, actually, including the um hitmen that um are following the show now, just to make sure that we don't snitch. This is ADD space. I'm your host Aaron Rand Freeman, and um with me. As usual. The most delicious name in podcasting. Elise Bacon Bacon, please. How are you?
0: As, as usual, per usual. Um, I'm I'm doing okay. It seems like my new medication or medications are and dosages are evening out, and I'm slowly potentially maybe becoming a person again. All right. And I might be potentially having surgery soon. To fix this shit with my arm neck whatever the fuck this nerve thing is um so yeah we'll my allergies are still awful um so if you hear noise i'm sorry i'm scratching my nose because it's right. really itchy right for reason.
1: i'm gonna be uh we're going to be um this is gonna be episodes are gonna be a little um piecemeal until november but we're gonna work we're working that out we're going to um probably give a hard relaunch of the brand in november stay tuned for more word unreasonable fridays is about to ramp back up we're about to get back up to the speed limit i'm not saying we're going to be driving faster than the speed limit we're still grown folks but we're definitely going to get up to the speed limit
0: right we're going to get up to the speed limit and for me I have to slowly get back into the rhythm so there'll be more bacon here and there instead of like a bacon every two months. That's right.
1: But so. everyone wants you to be well. So whatever bacon we get is a blessing.
0: Yay! Um, and with us is our tertiary code host.
1: He's a co host. He's a cocoa host. Coco host.
0: Coco host?
1: Coco host, yes.
0: Mr. You Justin! Holly.
2: Cocoa. You, you humble me. Thank you. Um, Hey everybody. How's it going?
0: How'd we humble you? We're just telling the truth.
1: Cocoa host. Oh, shucks.
0: Coco host.
1: Now when you say it, I imagine Justin dressed like Chiquita Banana personally, but still Coco host I, is it. I kept thinking. Now Khos- I have to do this.
0: Well, now I just, I keep thinking Coco Krispies.
1: Coco Krispies are so good. That's a diet. I'm not, I'm not going to derail the show with a cereal talk. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to. I don't know. I was, we were talking serial earlier, and now we're talking now. Um, Justin actually um, was super awesome and actually put together the show itinerary today. I didn't so, know that. Justin, it is it is your turn to lead.
1: Oh, this is a surprise. This is oh, nice. okay. I didn't know this is a shock. Let's do this.
0: All
1: right, cool. Uh, well, let's
2: start with uh, the first thing that caught my eye. Um, Scrolling the Twitters as I do, uh, I see a tweet from Austin Walker saying this game is saying um, he gave a review of Damon X Machina* and he basically said it's a love letter to Armored Core, and that's all I ever needed in life. Yep, I agree with Austin Walker. Um, I have not played a good Armored Core game since Armored Core Four Answer. Uh, I pretend that Verdict Day doesn't exist. Armored Core Five and Verdict Day they don't exist to me. I tried to get Armored into Core
0: them. Five. <laughs> Armored Core
2: Five and Armored Core Verdict Day they move away from the high speed and they try to make it more real robot with like grappling onto buildings. If you've ever seen Code Geass, the mechs move like the nightmare frames in the beginning of Code Geass do. Oh,
0: oh, oh.
2: Oh. So conceptually, I'm like, okay, I can kind of get down with this, but playing it mechanically, it just didn't, it didn't feel good. Uh, Especially just coming off of the freedom that you have in for answer of Doing Being able to be Kiriyama in the sky, bouncing off of clouds and missiles, dodging individual missile barrages, like going from that to a real robot just felt, it didn't feel good. Um But Demon X Machina is out. It's on the Switch. You told me you actually were able to put uh, not a lot of time, but a little bit of time into it. And just everything I've seen from it, it is giving me... Why uh, don't you just let me know that I have to just bite the bullet and buy a switch? Yes, sir. I don't,
0: I don't, I don't, I don't know why you haven't bought one yet. Like you are shooting yourself in the foot by not buying a switch. Mm-hmm. Like, like I am genuinely saying this, I can just get away with my laptop and my switch, and I'll be fine.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I don't actually need anything else.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So what's uh, actually going to push me to get this switch is Damien X Machina and Yu-Gi-Oh. Legacy of the Duelist, Link <laughs> Evolution. I'm not caring.
0: <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, yeah, no, really. Like, so I haven't put that much time into X Machina because life and um bipolar depression. Yay. But it's very, very like it, it is. The colors are so good and so crisp and so bright, but. <laughs> I had to. I had to make. Sh- I have to make sure that I'm wearing my other glasses, my ones for like staring at screens, because like the color contrast actually like hurts my face. Um, but like I still love it because I actually like that sort of um, color contrast. But damn, it was really hard to get used to. And the speed and fluidity is in the beginning before you even start customizing your mech uh it's really in there i had to turn my sensitivity down because i was spinning too fast and i usually don't have that issue i'm i'm usually a crank the sensitivity up person not a crank the sensitivity way down so that was really funny but the level in which you can every single piece on your mech is interchangeable. Like your right arm, your left arm, your right shoulder, your left shoulder, uh, leg armor, again, right and left. You can put attachments into your guns. There's like, sorry, weapons, because there's like a bajillion different weapons and so you can have a right left weapon and a left weapon. And then there's like an extra slot where you can like equip another weapon on both sides. Mm -hmm. So you can just interchange the weapons. And you can also change the, each individual cult, each individual port, eh. each individual part of your mech, you can change the color of if you want, or you can just change like the three main sections. But like I can change the color of the helmet and have the helmet be a totally different color than the shoulders. Hmm. So, it's really heavy into just like full customization. And on top of the, the being able to customize your mech, you can also um augment your character. I if I call if I fuck up and I call the character a hero, that's fine. That's just I don't know why my brain wants to do that but it, it fits but you can change the um you can change the uh uh kind of like your character specs like you can upgrade parts with money because like your body is like almost kind of part machine so you can like
1: oh so you're like a spark plug or like steering like power steering fluid
0: yeah kind of so you can like literally like change what your legs do or what your you can like interchange what your eyes are so like i did an augment which made it so that i auto lock on targets because i was having so much issue trying to lock on targets Mm -hmm with the sensitivity so i upgraded that so i can attack things while it's locking on targets and it like visibly changed like my character's eyes both of her like her her irises now um glow white
1: (laughs) that sounds like someone that can lock onto a target i'm here for it right that sounds like a a monologue thing
0: and then like you can if you put an augment in your legs it'll actually make the mobility of your mech go faster
1: that's kind of cool, I'm not gonna lie.
0: Right. So yeah. like so your augment your you you have all these interchangeable parts on your mech and then you have interchangeable parts on your person. And some augments visibly change how your character looks. Now and uh it's really cool because the Japanese voice actors which I'm going to switch from I was listening to the English voice acting and the English dubbing is not good. It's not that it's bad like it's not that it's bad per se. It's just the voices, like the actual voice acting is just like so cringy. I just
2: Is it well they don't have Danny, so
0: it just Well, you know how some animes when you hear the English dub, you're just like the it's not like it's bad, but the voice itself is just like too cringy and over the top, you just wanna stab yourself in the face.
1: Right. It's not it's... Oh,
2: hey. If they if they wanted a more uh, realistic or more uh, immersive cast, they should just call Danny. She's right there. So mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, and the worst part is, is like one of the one of the characters is literally one of my favorite English voice actors. Like he does the heavy narration in most um, animes. Uh, I believe he, if I'm not mistaken, he um, did the voice of. Um, Wait, shit. Have you seen Gurn Lagon, Justin? Yes. Um, the voice of uh of the king.
2: Oh, Richard Epcar.
0: Yes. So yeah, right. So I'm just like, I love you, English voice actor, I love you. But the Japanese voice actor has um uh, the voice actors who did Amaro from Mobile Suit Gundam. I saw
2: that. Yes. And
0: Char from Mobile Suit Gundam. And I have like the biggest metaphorical heart on for Char. Like, I fucking love Char. Like, all of my, all of my, like, um, every single one of my uh, Gundam models when I was still doing them were based off of the Red Comet and Char's mechs. So I love him so much. So I'm going to be switching to the English voice acting. I mean, the Japanese voice acting just so I can hear his beautiful voice. Um, Cause I love him. And yeah, so silent protagonist, heavy customization. Um, it's, it's really funny coming off of because like the last like mech game I mech related game I played was Anthem. So it's really interesting going from Anthem to this and then realizing that like part of Anthem you could tell is people who really love Armored Core.
1: Mm. Yes.
0: Like. Uh, have you played Anthem yet, Justin? Uh,
2: outside of the beta, no, I have not.
0: OK, yeah, there's like. it it, there's some definite just like like the way the scenes are are set up and and the displays it's just i'm just like oh i'm like no wonder i love Anthem so much it i was feeling nostalgic for something i hadn't played in years and um and this makes me feel even more nostalgic while at the same time, it's just very new. It's very, very new and fresh. It's it's not a rehash at all. It's definitely its own game. Okay. Um, I'm sold. Yeah, so if you like mechs at all, I definitely recommend this game. I also continue to recommend you get a Nintendo Switch. And if it asks where you heard it, please put us.
1: <laughs> because Sponsorships.
0: Because if I can get a sponsorship, that would be balls.
1: I mean they really should just um, throw all the Switch games at you and let you tell everyone about them. You are full I've, of you are full of Switch advertising magic.
0: I um, have sold many switches without <laughs> getting any compensation for it.
1: Right. I think it's about time <laughs> that you were given some cut for so many switches. <laughs> Including to me, you've yeah, I've already considered Switch the, the, my the second system. Like, you know, I was going to get a PS4, and then I just that got pushed aside so I can get a Switch at some point. I am getting a Switch. Also, yeah, Switch, a Switch th- just shows out. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's got a lot. It's got a lot of games.
0: I tried telling people that the Switch had a lot of games, and, like, people just didn't believe me. And I'm just like, but I think people are starting to slowly see, like, oh, shit. There's a lot of games. Well, and the,
1: no, I was going to say, the uh, usually Nintendo is not necessarily, like, commonly... We don't accept the fact that even if it is, that Nintendo has a shit ton of games that you cannot get anywhere else. Or you, you can get a startling amount of games on the Switch, and there are a startling amount of games you cannot get anywhere but the Switch at the same time. So right now it has 100% support even more than um, PlayStation and Xbox because it has amazing first-party games and amazing third-party support at the same time, which actually neither of the um, other two consoles can actually boast. So, yeah. There is that. Yep. No,
0: yeah. it's really good. Sorry. Yes. Continue, Justin.
2: No, I'm sorry. Um, I was just saying that the the Switch is dope, and if if you want just a love letter to... The mech genre, whether it's animated or digital with your video games, Damon X Machina is for you. I can't wait to get my hands on it myself. Um, so the other thing that I had sent Bacon that I wanted to discuss. Um, so apparently Overwatch Competitive uh, has implemented something. Uh, they implemented this in August. Roll lock for uh, the Competitive queue where it's two tanks, two DPS, two support. And this has streamer, well not all streamers. This has a certain group, a certain type of streamer in a tizzy because the DPS queue is ass. Like there's no other way to put it, it just sucks. Um to the point where someone wrote um I don't want to say it's an op-ed, but that's the only way I can describe this thing. Basically wrote an op-ed saying, hey, DPS queues are trash, why do we have lock? I should be able to get into a game by myself without having to wait 15 minutes. This is killing my Overwatch experience, and it's killing the experience for my audience. And I just needed to know if I was tripping, but it sounds like this person, especially if they're streaming and they're serious about streaming and they're serious about Overwatch, it sounds like you might want to get a team to play a team sport like am I am am I in the wrong here like am I tripping on this
1: um I will say (laughs) that if your entire livelihood is ruined because you cannot run DPS on overwatch then go fuck yourself there, I said it. The hot take. <laughs> it's a hot take. If you are, because essentially you are roll-locking yourself. So you already play on roll-lock. So I don't know that you already do it. If you can't get on an DPS and then you just, your experience is ruined, then, you know, that's the problem. And also, I am I am hearing from the best Overwatch player in Emeryville, California, Monty Gandhi um oh, casual games of Overwatch most games of Overwatch are ruined because everyone tries to play DPS and they will jam DPS down the throat of a game whether that works or not so the actual ability to win games consistently is ruined because everyone wants to run Genji and Hanzo and they don't care whether they shouldn't so and there'll be there'll be four guys running DPS and they'll just bounce off of they'll just bounce off the defense over and over again and never change. So if you would like to win games of overwatch, you need to have a well-rounded understanding of all the characters in overwatch. Um, if you just want to stream overwatch and wow, the crowd, I can see why you'd want to be just DPS, but
0: yeah, but you can do that with tanker heels.
1: You can still go. You can go fuck yourself. Like right, That's what I mean. Um, it's in your best interest to learn how to play the game, and to play all of it. Um, having someone complain about not having to get off DPS for a Overwatch, I believe, was released around World War two, right? Like nineteen, <laughs> like nineteen. <laughs> what was it? Was it nineteen forty-nine or something? Yeah,
0: it was. It was the Axis of Allies. It was. It's how
1: they passed the over, time.
0: It was. It was Overwatch Battleborn. And paladins.
1: Right, it was how um they passed the time in the ships when they were waiting around in Europe, and then, then they were on various European theaters of war. A lot of right. the guys passed the time with playing Overwatch and various other MOBA shooters. So,
0: right, um, and then uh, Battleborn had to um, step out of the war to deal with its own economy at home.
1: Right. So, with that said, if you haven't, if you are complaining about being locked into DPS for a 60 year old game and fuck you but again i believe in roll lock i also think it helps a little win i see people trying to wedge I, in in, in role-based games not even in role-based games looking at people try to wedge their role down the throat of a game that doesn't require it or is literally just just not it just doesn't require it it ruins the experience for i'd argue more people like I, I, if you really think about it, the amount of people who are rage-quitting a game of Overwatch, the amount of people who are frustrated at a game of Overwatch, it's because people are, people are married, to, um, married to something that's just breaking the meta and making it difficult for them to win. So, while he's annoyed, and some people are annoyed, there are way more people who are happy that the chances of winning games consistently go up because people are now forced to do a thing. They're now there are some people who are now forced to do a thing. It's much like playing pickup basketball with five guys who swear they're point guards. It's like a New York problem. I don't know about other states. But growing up that was a hugely New York problem. Every single person thought they was a point guard. Thought they were a point guard. So no one um went to get rebounds and everyone you passed the ball to then tried to um break down their man like NBA street. Every single person you passed to all five guys, every possession, stagnate offenses. You'd lose randomly, and everyone would freak out. They did not know why they lost. So, yes. It's
2: comforting. It, it, it's really comforting to know that this problem exists across genres. Um, oh,
0: yes. 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 huge
1: problem. Yes. was so, the, the guy so with the – two... mm-hmm. oh, Go on. Please.
2: So, NBA 2K has suffered from this – for the last five years. Yes. When, you know, because you're able to create your own character and then go play games as you would in a, you know, in a real neighborhood, you just go play pickup games. Everybody wants to be Steph Curry. Yes.
1: They want to
2: shoot the threes. They want to be handle gods and nobody wants to actually do the dirty work. Yes. Um. So nobody passes. Everyone tries to effectively do the DPS of the NBA, right? Yes. <laughs> um yes
0: that's the dps of the nba
2: yes well that, that's that's what steph steph is effectively the dps of the nba james harden's the dps of the nba um yes. Kawhi leonard would be a tank yes
0: oh okay okay um I'm chris learning. paul
2: would be a healer yeah but a bitchy healer okay really but
0: healers are one. i mean but healers are bitchy
1: i mean they have a deal with a lot yeah, of shit but, I'm in defense of both healers and chris paul they have to deal with a lot of incompetence they have the exact like they both have the same problems there's a lot of incompetence around the core strategy of what's happening like i i despite chris paul being a douchebag he's not wrong And, and in the case of most healers they are also not like a healer leaving you on the ground is probably right to leave you on the ground that person's yes. an it's an asshole move to leave you on the ground, but it's they're not, not an wrong. Asshole move.
0: It drives the point home. Right. That's how that's right. how you get people to fucking listen when they right. won't listen the first sixteen times is you leave their ass on the ground and then you go, Did you learn?
1: Right. And when Chris Paul brings the ball up and doesn't pass the James Harden so they can run an actual NBA play, he is also right. He is also proving driving the point home. That we don't run an offense when he has the ball. We run an offense when I have the ball. I understand. Healers and Chris Paul, they have. there's a lot of political noise in their messages. a lot of noise in their messages, but they're not wrong. So I'm here to support both of those groups of people, the Chris Pauls and the Healers. And All- they
2: both get bludgeoned to death with, I need heels or pass me the ball. Like it, it, The analogy works. I'm actually proud of this. Good job, team. We made this work. We did it.
1: Yes, and roll, roll lock needs to happen across more games.
2: Well, so here, I guess this is why I really didn't have sympathy for this piece when I read it. And I know different games, different communities, different, um, just different experiences. But my entire experience for Final Fantasy Fourteen has been roll locked, But it has nope. never negatively impacted my experience.
0: That's because you're a tank. Anyway... <laughs>
2: Also true. Um, (laughs) But now no, everybody's a tank now because everybody wants to be squall. Everyone's a gunbreaker.
0: Yeah, no, it's really funny. No, it's really funny because now healers are desperately needed. So I always insta queue.
2: Yeah, like I have to actually wait three minutes for a queue. I'm like, what is this? I'm waiting like a peasant? (laughs) What?
0: Tanks usually insta queue in Final Fantasy XIV, but since they like extra nerfed healers and they made it really hard to heal, like you can't really release... well you can sleep heal White Mage, but not very well. Um, you still have to know what you're doing. There's been several White Mages who are terrible. Um, listen, if you're playing a White Mage, you still have to cast Medica.
2: Like just why would you not, Justin?
0: How many? Things have we gone through where the white mage did not cast Medica?
2: I mean, crap, you're right.
0: Right. I have been solo healing the first two and three raids since I start, since the raids came out and I was able to do them. Now Justin's thinking and he's like, "Wait, no, no, like is. I'm I'm, <laughs>
2: I'm remembering all of this. Like, oh wow, yeah, because you do solo heal often, and it's often with the white mage. And we're asking ourselves, why are you solo healing? Yes, that's unfortunate. Yes, um,
0: white mages cast fucking Medica.
2: <laughs> but the the other thing that has really made my experience with this game, with fourteen not miserable, like over like this uh, person's Overwatch experience, is. I play with people, right? Like if I know something's going to take a while, or if I know that there's a queue, I'll try to link up with people and be like, hey, we can tackle this together. So I'm wondering, am I tripping by saying, yo, if you're a streamer and this is something that you want to do and something that you depend on, why wouldn't you link up with the community to sort of have somebody like, yo, I'll do the DPS. You can either do tank or heal so we can get into a queue faster. I'm not... I guess what I'm saying is this person has a lot of options that they aren't utilizing. I'm trying to find out why I should feel bad for them for not utilizing their options.
0: Yep, that's basically it. I'm just like, it was asked by several, like the, the Overwatch community for a long time has been begging for roll lock to happen. Just begging for roll lock.
1: They'd like to win. You just, right. just want to win. Like The thing about it is when you first start playing a game, it's fine to learn. But now the game is so old, you'd like to win. And the idea is that people are not allowing you to win because they are refusing to adhere to the meta that they understand. Like, you know you don't need to be Hanzo in this situation. It's been four years. You know, good and goddamn well, you don't need to be Hanzo there. But you persist. So it's like government intervention. We ruined we, if you think it's ruined, you ruined it. If you think Rolock has ruined Overwatch, you ruined Overwatch. You did it. People want to win. It's four or five years. How long the game is four years old now? Five? Overwatch is older than Jonathan. Right. Oh, Jonathan. Exactly. You just, people want to win. When games get this old, they, there's a thing. They just... they. There is a way to go about your business now. People just want to get on and go about their business and get off. That's what they want to do. This is you adhe- you refusing to adhere to the meta that you are aware of. For clicks, fuck off. You're now ruining other people's experience because they want to start winning now. It's understood. When your games first come out, everyone's running around. It's now Overwatch is understood by the people who still play Overwatch right now. It's understood as a certain thing. Certain, certain things have to happen. It's completely fair. They want to win. I'd want to win.
2: Yeah, it, it's, and even if you're just playing to have fun, you well, still want to win. Competitive, so you're not you're not just playing for fun. If you're in competitive, yeah, like I can't, and I'm trying to think of ways that this is a problem. I'm like, no, this isn't a problem.
1: No, we it's understood. It's that... It's not. Yeah, the tactics and everything have bled through to the point where it is commonly understood how to be competitive in a basic pickup game of overwatch and it's like because so many people have been playing it now the competitive queue is now like pro amateur you know what i mean it's like a it's like the it's like the a playoff game at your rec league you know what i mean it is not it's still the it's just the highest tier of amateur play but those people are invested now it's been years you know what I mean? They would it's you want to get some return on your investment and usually you don't because you can't jump in by yourself because people just wanna do what they wanna do. And then get mad at you, and then always get mad at you, always get angry at you for whatever whatever tactical misstep they wanna take over and over again. So yeah. But I'm a stickler.
0: So I just I'm just like if you're playing by yourself and not with a team, and you're streaming, you should you should still have a backup class, like. You lie. just you just should. I'm,
1: I'm not gonna lie to you. After several years, you should have several.
0: I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tank healer flex, but I but Pharah is my DPS. Right. I have two tanks that I play. No, three tanks that I play, and I have uh mainly two healers that I've I swap between. And then I have Farah for DPS. Right. So I mean it's just it's possible.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, do it's very though. possible.
0: Yeah, so I just, I'm sorry you're a DPS, and everybody wants to be a DPS, but this is what happens.
1: I don't understand why people do this. Like, it's like, when I play Destiny, there are always people crouching in the back of spawns. And when I play Call of Duty, there's always people running at full speed and jumping out of windows. And when I play Overwatch, there's always people who obsess over being DPS. And I'm like, why are all of you on the wrong fucking game? There is a game for you to do this shit that you're doing. There is a game for you. I don't understand. That is the the most disturbing trend, is people just playing the wrong shooter. If you want to run around as DPS, play like Destiny. You can just slay out every game in the Crucible and look like an Avenger doing it. It doesn't matter what your role is. Murder. To the maximum extent of your ability to murder. And you will win 70% of your games playing by yourself.
0: But but if you're playing as D.Va, you're a murder tank.
1: But faster. I guess I am... I don't know. As far as I understood, there's a lot of murder and highlight capacity from almost every character in the goddamn game. So I don't even understand... How, if you're streaming, you cannot entertain the crowd with your ability to use any of these characters. As I've seen, like the Overwatch profe- Overwatch Pro League guys in their personal streams pick just about anyone and dazzle the audience. So I don't even understand how your, your class restriction is restricting your ability to entertain your audience. Especially if your audience is already watching Overwatch, you're not selling Overwatch to new people, they're already in for it.
2: So the funny thing, the the funny thing about that, this is the same uh, category of Overwatch player that forced Blizzard to rework how Mercy works to make her more of a damage dealer than just pure support. Right, and now they're not using her.
1: Right. Yep. Yep. Right. I don't you are playing the wrong game. You can just be a warlock in Destiny if you want to heal and murder. You can do both. You can heal but, yourself. You can heal your teammates.
0: But there's characters in Overwatch that let you heal and murder. Like
1: Moira, yes. But
0: Not just Moira. One of them's a fucking sniper.
1: Um, what is her name? Anna. She's favorite character, Anna. by the way. Isn't Baptiste also a healer-murderer?
0: Yeah, Baptiste is a healer murderer. I don't un-
1: Here's the deal. I don't understand. I'm I'm so unclear. I feel like as I watch the Overwatch League, I'm now officially like an esports fan. Like I would like I watch the Overwatch League almost every week and never it's on. And from what I understand is that most of the characters are lethal in their way. And so I don't understand. Well you
0: so like for for um Lucio, you have to be a little more creative with being a murderer on Lucio. You can be really annoying on Lucio, which is one of the reasons I I play Lucio. Um, cuz you can just be really annoying with Lucio. And um uh Brigitte, is that her name? Brigitte? Brigitte. Brigitte. Uh I've said it three different ways. Uh she's like a tanky healer. Like she's really a tanky healer. And um uh uh Zenyatta is uh he's he's a really good healer, but he's he does sneaky damage. Like if you're good with Zenyatta, you can get some major kills on him right. while while healing. That's you idea. just like you put that damage dot over their head and you like aim some needles at them and bam, done. They're they're gone, they're dead. Like, you can get some major kills and assists on Zenyato while also throwing healing dots on people. Yes. So, like, it all just depends on what you're playing as. But if you want to be, like a, like, a lethal healer, like, you can play Anna or Baptiste or Moira. Like, literally, Moira just switches between damaging and healing, and you have to damage to heal. Yep. So
1: yeah
2: or yeah i i i I, I can't find any any sympathy for this it this is a problem that effectively you person that wrote this article and your ilk have created and now you're complaining about the meta that you have yourself created
0: it's Mm. it's it's like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah
2: gamers
1: are good for that my dad loves the overwatch league by the way Overwatch League is dope. As someone yeah. like I said, I I love there. Are, Overwatch and Rainbow Six are two games that I could not play because I would obsess over both of them, and then I would require people to play, and then you can't you can't do that. I love watching Overwatch League. Like it's it's just so it's just a great it's a great it's now officially a great program. It just is, and also in Rainbow Six Rainbow Six League comes on all week. Which boggles my mind. I was like, "Who has the time to be a professional Rainbow Six player?" It's like it's on five days a week. It's madness. So yes, Overwatch League is superb. Esports forever.
2: Uh, you know what else is superb? Come on, I'm on the show. You guys know what we're gonna talk about. Bacon has me on to typically talk about, you know, one of two games. And- we haven't brought up Stellaris yet so yeah it's final fantasy 14 <laughs> um uh, months months have passed since the release so oh! we're now going to talk spoilers and things that I couldn't discuss uh the last time I was on um we'll also go go over briefly um what's coming with 5.1 um uh, vows of virtue deeds of cruelty um Typically when you talk about Final Fantasy fourteen, people say Heaven's Ward is the best expansion, Stormblood is good, you know, Samurai is good, but in terms of just story, Heaven's Ward is the best expansion. Shadowbringers might be the best Final Fantasy experience I've had.
0: No, Shadowbringers is the best Final Fantasy story that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if we can call an expansion a game, it's Game of the Year.
1: Um... Uh, For this program, you can call an expansion Game of the Year, because we do that here. That's our rule. The rule is now, as you're listening, an expansion can be Game of the Year on ADD Space. Thank you. Continue. Yeah, Shadowbringers is definitely in the conversation. Yeah. Like,
0: Like, it's amazing. amazing. Like, absolutely
2: amazing. The way that they build on seeds that were planted in 2.0 and 1.0, actually, the payoff, like the the whole premise of Shadowbringers is, you know, you're going to this other shard, this other world that has been decimated by light. And we learn that this is all effectively the Ascian's plot to bring back their god, Zodiac, And we learn more about the Ascians and the the main Ascian of this story and itself just says, "Yo, I'm not going to try to fight you this time. Fighting you is pointless. I just want to talk with you. Just let me tag along and observe you and I'll see if there's another way that we can work together because we're immortal. Fighting you is dumb. You're going to die. Eventually we have all the time in the world. Let's just, instead of wasting time, let's just talk. And I got to say there were points when Emmett Silk was talking that I was like, I understand dude. Like I get it. Um, talking about how great the Ascian society was, how they weren't always these sociopaths as we've come to know them. They were a great society. They were effectively godlike with their abilities to create and imagine. And then their society collapsed they turned to Zodiac to save them. But others felt that Zodiac needed a check. So that's when Heidelin showed up and we learned that, yo, Heidelin's a primal.
0: Right, so both Zodiac and Heidelin are primals, and we didn't know that before.
2: So that immediately made me ask this question. If Heidelin's a primal, have we been tempered this whole time? right? Like like that that changes everything
0: like the entire game like the whole game and the thing that you need to understand is like Zodiac caused the cataclysm like zodiac just like the first calamity is or what no it was the seventh calamity
2: um which one
0: it's the one that they use to tell um the story to destroy the world so they can start a realm reborn When they summon Bahamut.
2: That's the 7th Umbral Calamity, I think.
0: Yeah, Yeah. so... He was the cause of the 7th Umbral Calamity, which is what, again, they used to destroy the world in 1.0. Like, that's what destroyed 1.0, and then they went into a Realm Reborn. So, like... And then the the Alliance raid for... uh, a realm reborn specifically deals with the crystal tower like you are inside of the crystal tower
2: you also uh, get unique dialogue if you've completed that uh quest chain in its entirety you get unique dialogue at different points and um that part i won't spoil cuz i think that's that's a good twist that i don't want to spoil um so if you haven't done if you they're still working your way through Shadowbringers. Go back and finish the very first alliance raid quest chain, then try to finish uh Shadowbringers. You'll get some really unique, you'll get some unique dialogue. Um, and some of the twists will mean more to you because you'll have uh you'll have a connection to them. Yep. Um, but yeah, just just the build up. We we see the first ASEAN city as MSL because we built it and we learned that effectively the Ascians are just they just want to go home. They just want their home back. And because they're immortal, they have a really warped sense of, I don't even want to say morality. They just have a warped sense of the world and existence.
0: Well, it's not even just that. So, like, essentially what happened is their world got split into eight worlds, 12 worlds.
2: Yes.
0: I think it's 12. Right? Right. Yes. Yeah, so their 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 world got split into 12 different worlds. And that means uh, each person that they know is split 12 times, one on each world. So what they want to do is to combine all of them together again to make everyone and everything whole, which would destroy everyone like all of the life that has happened all of the progress on each like world all of that would be gone
2: right but to them it doesn't matter because it's not a real world it's a pale reflection of what it should be you guys aren't real people you're just reflections of what you should be um and that's when emmett selk started to lose you know so like okay I was with you until you started talking about wiping out entire worlds because there's still people living there um but it all leads up to the the battle with him at the end where the the taunting in the trailer from the gremlin he quotes that to you directly as you're at your darkest hour he's like what's wrong warrior of light no fight left to fight no life left to live just give up give in and it's like they basically play the trailer back to you. And then the trailer music kicks in and it's just, the ending is so, like, I was playing with, I think it was everyone but you. Like, like uh, Danny V were on, August was on. Um, because we had a full party, James and his crew were on. I'm shouting in the headset like, let's fucking go. That little guitar riff comes with that doom doo 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 I was like, yeah, we can do this. And then that's the music for the last boss fight? Yeah. Let's fucking go. Like it, it, it was a mix. It was a a mix of hype and sadness because the the original warrior of darkness that's been with you this whole time sacrifices himself to make you a little bit more whole, so that you can actually fight the next fight. And he's like, "I can find. I can. I I can rest now. I can die. I can. I can let go. It's okay. Like that." It is, like I said, it's the best Final Fantasy experience I've played. It's just beautiful all around.
0: I literally, I'm not even going to lie, like the last two hours, I was literally sobbing. I was just sobbing between the music and the story. Honestly, that whole expansion, I was just crying. Like, it is not a happy story by any means. It is... The whole thing is a fucking tearjerker. And the music is phenomenal. It is just phenomenal. There's no other way. And the music changes with your progression through the story. So the music always matches what's happening in the story. And there is a one point I'm like going through um shit. Is it called Lakewood? Yes. Yes. yeah, I was going through Lakewood, and I was just like misty-eyed the entire time because it's just like the music was so sad, and what had just happened in the story was so powerful. And then they changed it so that there's not, um, there's not individual, uh, there's not individual um, uh, class quests. There's now role quests, and the role quests are also really like gut wrenching i did the healer one and i don't think i can handle the others like the healer one was really bad i mean it wasn't bad but it was just like really just like it was a really heavy tearjerker oh it was there were some strong feels there were so many
2: yeah it, it's because the Royal quest follow the basically the warriors of darkness and their journeys through this world as they're trying to effectively be us. And there's hints of when it started to go wrong, but it's really just their journey together. And it's God, it's just so it, it, it's, it's a great experience. And the experience continues, uh, late October, we are getting 5.1, uh, some of the highlights in 5.1, we're getting a new beast tribe quest with the pixies. Um, the Alliance Raid is coming. The Near Automata Alliance Raid is here. The first uh, the first instance will be called the Copied City. Um, if you're a fan of Near Automata, oh, yeah. you should definitely, uh, when we tackle this, Aaron, you should definitely watch us tackle it and you can point out plan. all the things to me that That's I'm missing. Because apparently plan. the whole thing is just a giant reference.
1: I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Near Automata, I um, enjoy it quite a bit. So I'm here i got you the
2: the the reward for the first dungeon um or for the first raid instance is uh 2b's like it's armor that you look like 2b Mm. um so i can expect to see every cat girl in the game dressed as 2b that that is my expectation
0: oh yeah absolutely oh my god wait i can't oh my god my lala my lala's gonna be so cute in that outfit Well, there you go. So on Lala Fells, um, they really make sure to make like outfits that may look more provocative on other races not look as provocative because oh. gross, gross people.
1: Oh, good. I was gonna say because um, Tubby is her ass is out, and so as much as I love New automata I've seen so much of her ass. That if it's going to be a costume option, I'm not amused. It's actually one of the things I didn't like about her appearance in Soul Calibur uh, 6 was that they literally hiked up her skirt and put more emphasis <laughs> on her ass. It's really gross. So yes, to hear that is actually makes me feel a little better. Thank you, because I was worried that the Lala fell would be sitting there with both ass cheeks out, and I'm like, mm-hmm.
0: well, they would probably have parts of the outfit in different like sets, and so if I can, I would give my Lala safety shorts. There you go. I always give my Lala Fell safety shorts. (laughs) Is it bad that I think to give my character safety shorts?
1: Um, No, I don't. I've never. (laughs) I don't. I have always chafed at the idea that bare ass cheeks have a place in battle, even as I was a young boy. So if nothing else, even if you are going to have your legs out, it doesn't mean that both ass cheeks need to be out. Like, I don't. You know what I mean? So it, yes, you're completely fair and I appreciate your attention to detail. Just because I'm about to die. If I'm in a situation where I might die, I just don't I just don't want to do it in a speedo. That's all. That's fine, I could die. But just not in a speedo, guys. Mm-mm.
2: No. Um so we've got that coming. Um a new level eighty dungeon, the grand cosmos. A new Ultimate Difficulty Challenge. Um, I'm guessing it's going to be uh, the Triad or Triad-related since we've sort of milked um, the Ultima instance to death. Blue Mage is getting a level cap increase, so more Blue Mage stuff to do. Yay. Uh, New Game Plus. I'm I'm so
0: excited about New Game Plus. I could die. (laughs) Sorry. I'm just like, I just... I was hoping for this. I was really hoping for this. Um, they're making it so that you can play back through old story quests and um, like you get to like re-watch those cutscenes and like go through those quest chains and instances. And it's still level synced and you're not getting rewards for it. And there's, um, there is like the auto save feature that they have with it, but you can like, Go back and do that. Which is something you can do before. So you can just go back and like not just replay old content, but like re experience old content.
2: Yes. Um so I am excited to check that out. Um they're streamlining the gathering process. So that'll be cool too. Um crafting they're adding too. the. Yes, crafting too. They're adding at- They're adding something that I'm surprised uh, it took them this long to add. When you're looking at recipes and crafting, you can actually break down each individual element and see what you need for each. Like You basically get a crafting tree of what you need to build something. So let's say you're building a chess piece and you need um, some rivets, um, something else, and some cloth. It'll tell you everything that goes into each of those things and how much of that you need. So it will make your requests of your local field hands because that's what I am, I'm the field hand. I, I go out in the field and gather things for our crafters. Um, it'll make those requests a lot easier. You can just look at the, the crafting tree and see what you need. Um, they are adding the restoration of Ishgard, similar to what we have done for Doma. So now we get to restore Ishgard and this will be more crafter gatherer centered. So I'm interested to see how that will work out. Um, and fin- so the last thing I wanted to highlight with the 5.1 update, was fellowships and it looks like fellowships will basically function as in-game message boards
0: right but within people you choose
2: yes um you can control you know who gets into your fellowship they i'm i'm sure someone will have public fellowships or someone will have more open fellowships but you can always restrict access to your fellowship if you choose um they won't be as formal as a free company um and the communications won't be as direct as a link shell so that they say you know it's more like a message board for coordinating um across the game and across the data center so i am interested to see how that will go um, it could be it could be um well for the most part but i'm Every community has its toxic elements, but 14 is good about isolating, giving you the tools you need to isolate those toxic elements away from you. So,
0: Yeah, it is one of the things I appreciate about the game, actually. Um, And the thing about the fellowships that's really important is that it'll let you connect with people on all servers within your data center. And it'll let you do things like create polls. And... Like, you can use it as, like, a really good organizational tool. So, it's going to be good to coordinate for, like, dungeon runs and raids, even with people who aren't in your FC, which is something that we desperately, desperately, desperately needed. So, they're, yeah, they're bringing a lot of, like, quality of life stuff in this next one, in this next exp- uh patch. And... Also new content, which is always great.
2: Yeah. Um, and again, near automata raid. I I am excited. Uh, apparently it also has the soundtrack from Near Automata in the the raid itself.
0: It does. It does. Yeah. So I'm like, but the, the 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 hype is is real. I might be overhyped. There might be super hype happening. It might be like hypeception. Um, and we will definitely be back to let you know how it all goes because we're going to be playing the shit out of it.
2: I've already scheduled, um, I've already set aside time to take off when it drops.
0: I would take time, I would take, I would schedule time to take off when it drops, but I don't know when my surgery is. So, if my surgery is around that time, well, that's what I'm just going to be spending my surgery time, like, my aftercare doing.
2: I mean, it sounds like a plan. Yeah. Sounds like uh, a good use of time.
1: Right. That's the best thing is when the proper game comes out, when you have a surgery or any type of medical issue. Perfect.
0: Right, because I have a couple weeks off work. Right. So, yeah. Perfect. And on that note, I think that might might be our show.
1: I think that might be our program.
0: We did it. We did the thing. I want a round of applause for everybody.
1: Nicely done, guys. Good work, people. We did the thing. We We did did the program.
0: We did it. Yes. It was good to be back. I really needed to record again.
1: There you go. Well, welcome back. It's a pleasure to Hear you both in my ear again. It's an absolutely wonderful. All right, folks. I think that is our program. Uh thank you guys for listening. And uh we're almost back. Have a pleasant day.
0: And here's your weekly reminder that the most delicious name in podcasting is also the most delectable name in the art world. Visit Etsy.com slash shop slash in pandemonium for the latest prints, posters, bookmarks, notepads, and more from our very own bacon. That's Etsy.com slash shop slash. Lost in Pandemonium. It reminds me of an ancient African proverb, Help bacon by cake.